You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. Come to site now. We're getting you ready for your fantasy football drafts. A lot of content flying out there. The sleepers, the bust, the positional rankings. We're starting to develop the ultimate cheat sheet for you and updating things as they go along here in training camp and soon preseason games. Yep, we will start the preseason here this week, uh, tomorrow night, with the Cowboys and Steelers in the Hall of Fame game. So, live football will remind us that fantasy football season and the drafts are, are just around the corner here for all of our leagues. So, what we're going to do today, uh, we're going to focus on my strategy guide here for 2021. This is specific to, if you're in a snake draft format, 12 teams, 14 teams, it applies there. Standard, half point, full point PPR. Just some strategies that you need to think about here overall when you're figuring out how to dominate your 2021 snake drafts in season-long leagues. So we'll give you that breakdown here, but first I got to remind you that on this network we also have NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Mike Williamson who host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering all the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of Locked On Podcast Network, just like the show. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so yeah, we have another deep dive into the strategy, advice, tips into your snake draft strategy overall, so specific to that. So we're going to break down the steps there that you have to keep in mind. This is a good kind of overall guide here before you build your rankings cheat sheet to look at ADP, do some mock drafts and a lot of stuff to prepare. This is just a general overview, but specific to what the developments are in the 2021 NFL season. So number one tip doesn't change here. Start with a five round plan of attack. This is a big deal for me. And a lot of it is achieved by looking at mock drafts and participating. Once you know your order, whether you're in a 12-team or 14-team league, know when you're picking, know when you're going to be on the clock, and project where all your picks are. You're not just looking at if you pick 5th, 7th, or ninth in the first round. You're looking at where those picks fall in the subsequent rounds. And I don't think you just think about the second round or third round, who you can get there. I think you have to think of it as a five-round plan of attack. So, look, you just want to make sure that you have a good core. This is what it is. Five rounds, these are the core guys that are going to help you win a championship. Hopefully they will stay healthy and they will help you to that end. But these are the rounds that you want to come out with the best value, return on investment, hit on all your picks, make the right moves here. And also, there's no specifics on what positions you need to kind of bring together. I I think you just have a look at the best available players here for the most part. Stick with your plan. Don't reach for someone too early. You want to take some chances and uh, get away from your rankings a little bit at certain points in the draft. If you feel like somebody that you're really targeting is going to go, 
higher than expected. You keep that in mind to be able to put your head on a swivel and uh, change things around. But this is a very important thing. So kind of know where you're picking. If you're in the early part of the first round, you know you're going to have a pretty studly RB1. That would give you more flexibility to go with a wide receiver one in this second round and look for more wide receiver help and then come back to running back later, maybe in the fourth round there. So that might set the tone for what you look at. If you start, again, at the back end of the first round and you get a wide receiver, okay, you know that you're already begin chasing a little bit running back. Maybe you double up on running backs on the next two picks in round two and round three. And know when you can pull the trigger when the tight end of the quarterback, whether it's Travis Kelsey or Patrick Mahomes, comes up as the pick that you want to go with. Know how early you want to take a quarterback there. Strike uh, if uh, Josh Allen or Kyler Murray is the best value there in round five and you know one of them is going to be available, you might fill out the other positions here knowing that you can settle well in round five. So really, it sounds simple, but people just think about what am I going to do with the first pick? That's not the end-all be-all. That's just the beginning of your draft. You have to start all these core positions. So I think looking at five rounds is fine. Things can uh, kind of derail there after that point, but a lot of things are going to stick to script a little bit when you're looking at the top 60 to 70 picks there in these snake drafts. So again, have a plan of attack, be prepared. A big part of uh, domination is not just uh, knowing who to take and the rankings and all that, but know what kind of team you're going to be building here based on where you're selecting. All right, the next piece of advice, and uh, this is tied to the first one, is go early and often with running backs. It is important that you don't let running back linger because you don't want to get caught trying to string together some guys and scratch out some value that's frustrating all season, and you're hoping that a lottery ticket or handcuff really works out for you at some point and don't get any regular production on which you can count here from your starting running back. So, again... Early in the first round, that's not a problem. I think you could argue that there's a couple wide receivers, uh, Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill, that could go in the first round. Uh, Maybe you look at Stephon Diggs and DeAndre Hopkins, depending on your format. Maybe if you're full-point PPR, you could see eight running backs and four wide receivers going in the first round. But make sure you're not stopping there. It's fine if you get Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry in the first round, but... You want to make sure you have someone to compliment that guy. So if you have a higher-end running back, then you can go a little lesser with the second one, knowing what the value is going to be here. You're looking to 17 to 20 touch backs here to maximize the value as much as possible. You know some people like uh, McCaffrey, Kamara, Henry, and Cook are going to hit that 17 barrier and exceed that, maybe go over 20 touches per game. But you also want some that exceed the... 13 to 15 touch projection and touch the ball a little bit more for their teams because as much as talent counts for running back volume and usage and touches and targets they all count just as much here for how much that quarterback can or running back can be productive so and then after you get your two starters diversify the portfolio most teams now use a flex position here so definitely you have a potential third starter on top of a bye week replacement for one of those two backs draft the guys that have well-defined roles early in the season, then make sure you're also stacking some upside guys for the second half. So you're not only diversifying your portfolio to fill out a starting lineup week to week, you're also doing it one part of the season to the next, the first half and the second half. So, And then finally, handcuffing people are a little torn on it. That's because some situations don't have a true handcuff. Say you go to Indianapolis and Marlon Mack is there, 
and he's healthy as part of the team, or Jordan Wilkins is there, you know that it's going to be a committee between Marlon Mack and Naeem Hines to fill in for Jonathan Taylor. So it's a little harder there to get a true handcuff, and you may not be able to do that because Hines might have some standalone value and go well ahead of it. But if you have a situation where you know that Latavius Murray is your guy to have big numbers, should Alvin Kamara be on the bench, or Chuba Hubbard trending to be the new backup here for Christian McCaffrey, and you want to think about that, or you know you'll watch that uh, situation with the Vikings if Alexander Madison is still the guy behind Dalvin Cook. So it may not always work out where those uh, handcuffs deliver, but it did certainly with Mike Davis last year if you got him behind McCaffrey. And you didn't have to do anything to get Mike Davis. You just had to use a late-round pick here. So keep that in mind. You don't want someone else to jump the production of a running back with volume that you should have behind your starter here. Because, again, if you're going to invest highly – there, you can take out a little bit higher premium insurance policy on your uh, top drafted running back. So, so make sure you're always paying attention. Have some options. Spread it across the board. Get some veterans that you can rely upon on production based on what they've done in the recent past, but also look out for some upside guys that uh, might step into some good roles here at some point in the season. So, again, spread it out. Have some depth. You can go up to seven running backs depending on your format if you use a flex but definitely you should have five and I would really recommend having six running backs in your roster even if you're in a 17 roster limit league in terms of players I think you could still have up to six easily and sometimes seven if that's the weakness of your team and you want to give yourself a lot of options so running back always be thinking always be closing there to try to improve and stack yourself in running back at the worst, if you have some tough decisions, you can make a big trade and help yourself at another position, say wide receiver or quarterback. All right, so those are the two big pieces of advice there to start your draft. Have a f- five-round plan of attack and make sure you're thinking running backs early and in key spots to help your team deliver right off the top. Now, we'll get into some other piece of advice in our final two segments here of the show. I do have to remind you again that Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. We can't wait. We have football back here. Cowboys Steelers just a taste here with the preseason game. We'll have four for those two teams and three for the other teams across the league. So a little bit of that before we get ready for the regular season. We also have the NFL futures and props there. You can look at individual player props as well as uh, Super Bowl odds and all that stuff at Bet Online. And baseball season is also full swing here in the second half. You can track all the action there at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, information for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NFL, and all your UFC, MMA action, of course. Before the next pitch, kickoff, or big fight, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get in the game as teams continue their push for the postseason and just start their action in the NFL preseason. Head to the website, bet online, or use a mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. All you have to do is enter the promo code Locked On. That's bet online, your online sportsbook experts. We'll be right back here to break down the rest of my draft strategy guide here for the 2021 season. All right, let's uh, continue the show. We had two good pieces of advice, and let's continue here. We got uh, your five-round plan of attack. You have your running backs on the mind early and often. 
And here's the next piece of advice. Get at least one elite wide receiver. This is very frustrating. People make this an afterthought. We go running back heavy, and I get it. That's where you want to go. But you also don't want to miss out on having a game-changing wide receiver here. There. So, look, Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers, you know that's going to be a given. Tyreek Hill, Patrick Mahomes, Stephon Diggs, Josh Allen, DeAndre Hopkins, Kyler Murray. You know those guys are going to be sure things. They're going to get high volume. They're going to be involved in games consistently like running backs, get enough targets, and catch a lot of those targets with a high rate to deliver for you in fantasy football. That's going to come with a lot of yards and touchdowns. So they also carry more weight if you're in a PPR league, half point or full, to go in that direction. So look, wide receiver is not as deep as you think in terms of elite option. Running back, I think, has a few more here with young players such as Najee Harris in the mix that you can consider. So, look, if wide receiver is the best value at a certain point, that could be at the late first round, you turn the corner and there's another elite receiver. Like, it's okay to have Adams and Hill. You're not totally destroying running back. You're just realizing that you've got such an edge at wide receiver that you can still come back and get those running backs. It might dictate your draft a little bit more, knowing, again, this is the five-round plan of attack, that you'll probably get two wide receivers early and then go back to needing to take two running backs next. But... Again, you don't want to lock into any position at any point, but wide receiver, certainly you want to get one of those uh, top-tier receivers. And and sometimes you can force, like if you're not thrilled about Joe Mixon in this situation, yeah, it didn't look all that great last year, and you think the Bengals are going to be passing him, no, go for the wide receiver, the special wide receiver that's available at that spot instead. If you have a question mark about Ezekiel Elliott, go for the wide receiver. So, again, if you have one or two of these game-breakers, and I think in the four rounds, ideally... Most people will say you want to have two running backs, two wide receivers. I don't think you lock into that because tight end or quarterback could factor to throw those off a little bit. But guaranteed, you want to have one of these uh, top-tier wide receivers before we get into the fourth round, and you're looking at a drop-off happening there at the position. And we also know with wide receivers, different take is I know that we've seen Tyreek Hill and Devontae Adams miss time, but in general, these guys are more durable because they're not taking the hits. They're route running, getting open, and scoring. So there's less attrition at this position. So if you get an elite performer there, then you'll know that you'll probably have him for the whole year, more likely than getting a running back in the first round. All right, let's uh, jump to uh, the quarterback strategy here. you got to find the best values of quarterback. This is an important thing. So, look, it's not just about waiting for the quarterback. It's waiting for the right quarterback. So, look, Josh Allen and Kyler Murray, we had some buzz. We thought they could be top 10 players, what do they end up being top three players at quarterback last year? So you got great return on Josh Allen, Kyler Murray. You didn't get that same return on Patrick Mahomes beyond just him being injured that you had to use a higher pick to get Patrick Mahomes. So Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, in relation to their draft value, had more bump. And if you got Aaron Rodgers finishing in the top three and four, depending on your format, you were really special quarterback because a lot of people had written off Aaron Rodgers from the year before. So he was the one that you hit out of the park last year. So again, no, you have to pay a premium to get these guys. So Mahomes, we already know that. He's going to be a second round pick in a lot of drafts. Now with Kyler Murray and Josh Allen, they're probably going to be third or fourth round picks at this point. So you're going to have to pay a lot. If you had Josh Allen or Kyler Murray last year, they helped you do big things at quarterback. You may want to tap into them again, but look, they're not the same value. So look for some values away. And Aaron Rodgers might be a value again, because right now he's ranked number nine or so in the expert consensus ranking. So he's still dropping 
He finished at third or fourth quarterback. Look, do you think the drop-off is going to be that big for Aaron Rodgers? There's going to be some touchdown regression for sure, but you know he's Aaron Rodgers, and he still has a lot of weapons, Adams and Robert Tunyon, and more receivers now with Amari Rodgers and Randall Cobb joining uh, Marcus Valdez-Scantling and Alan Lazard. So there's more reasons to think that they'll keep it up and be a passing team. I know they have Aaron Jones out of the backfield, but I think it'll balance out. Aaron Jones had the big touchdowns there a couple years ago. Aaron Rodgers had the big touchdowns last year. I think it meets somewhere in the middle, and that still gives you pretty high value here. So, then think about Jalen Hurts. There, like, he's a borderline uh, QB1. He's in the 10 to 12 range in the rankings of the position. But Jalen Hurts was producing, like, a top five quarterback there at the end of last season when he was starting for the Eagles. He has a running baseline. He's going to throw to better receivers this year with some better health. You have uh, Jalen Rieger and Devonta Smith promising young targets there. So, Hurts with his running, assuming that he holds on to the Eagles' job and they don't go out for outside help, that he's looking good and the buzz can really work in your favor. So if you're looking for someone to be maybe this version of Murray and Allen in 2021 that they were in 2020, then you might look at Jalen Hurts. Then you can also look at some pocket passers here. I look at Matthew Stafford. Look, it's been a while since Matthew Stafford has been as reliable. He's had injury issues. Last year didn't really work out. He was down there with Jared Goff and scoring, but Look, he gets Robert Woods, Kipper Cup, Tyler Higby, you have Van Jefferson, Deshaun Jackson. You got some weapons there, and you don't have Cam Akers out of the backfield, and I don't think the Rams' defense is going to be as good. So Stafford, in duels with Russell Wilson, slash uh, Trey Lance, slash Jimmy Garoppolo, slash Kyler Murray, there's going to be some numbers put up here by Stafford here in some games. So, look, he's a borderline QB1 at the 11-12 range. So is Joe Burrow. We know Joe Burrow has great weapons across the board. Jamar Chase. T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, C.J. Uzuma, Drew Sample, Joe Mixon. So these guys have a ton of weapons. I think the passing volume is going to be pretty high. There's going to be some duels here. Burrow's going to have duels with Baker Mayfield, Lamar Jackson, Ben Roethlisberger. So there are some numbers there that are there for the taking with these quarterbacks. And you can extract the top half value from Hertz or Stafford or Burrow. That's the better way to go than hoping that that quarterback, such as Mahomes even, Allen or Murray matches their exact total, and we know that doesn't always happen. Preseason projections really go out of whack here, so you're looking for the quarterback that can best outperform their current average draft position there. You could even look deeper. If you want to go QB2s, Kirk Cousins and Baker Mayfield, you might want to stash one of them. If you're not crazy about, uh, say, Matt Ryan or someone like that as your starter, you could look at Kirk Cousins and uh, Baker Mayfield there with higher upside. You can even go deeper if you like Daniel Jones and Trevor Lawrence and someone to do that and give yourself options where you'll have somebody that emerges there as a big-time QB1. We saw that with Justin Herbert early last season, but he wasn't even on the radar. We weren't even drafting him in a lot of leagues because Tyrod Taylor was starting for the Chargers. But we saw immediately what he did. He well outproduced his value, which was nothing undrafted in a lot of leagues. So those are the type of players you're looking for at quarterback. So this year, those guys could be Trey Lance or Justin Fields, maybe not starting initially, but a twist of fate could get them on the field sooner rather than later. So, yeah, always be looking for the quarterbacks that can give you the bigger value and return on investment versus just trying to match what they can do in terms of their production potential, their preseason projections and all that, and just go in there. Because if they match their expectations, that's still not necessarily the best value. That's fine, but it's better to get a quarterback value that's going to far exceed its expectations. Therefore, you've still got to stud at that position, but use the other picks wisely to get stronger 
there at uh, running back, wide receiver, and tight end. All right, so there's the next piece of advice. Find the best values at quarterback that goes with our get at least one elite wide receiver. Makes a lot of sense that those are hand in hand. We will get through our last few pieces of advice. We'll go a little bit more rapid fashion in our final segment, but I do have to tell you more about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. What's your favorite Built Bar flavor? The only way to find out is to get in on Built Bar right now. You have to try all the flavors, and the only way you can do that is get a mix box where we get two each of their core nine flavors. What are the flavors that you can get for Built Bar? Just a sampling, coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. There's something for everyone. My favorite flavor is chocolate and more chocolate. So I like peanut butter brownie. I love the double chocolate. So those are definitely my two favorites there among all the chocolate-leaning ones. You might like fruit or nut. They're more in your bar. So you got to check it out. And every bar you get from Built Bar covered in 100% chocolate. Built Bar flavors are the best tasting, and they're healthy for you too. Most of the bars have uh, 17 to 18 grams of protein, only 130 to 180 calories, only 4 grams sugar to up to 5 grams sugar, and only 4 grams net carbs up to 5 grams net carbs. Nine core amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Order today and get whatever you like at Built Bar. All you have to do is go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCK15, you'll get 15% off your first order. Use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. We'll be right back here to wrap up our look at our fantasy football Snake Drafting Guide for the 2021 season. All right, so we've gone through a lot here. We've looked at the overall plan of attack, what to do with running backs, what to do with wide receivers, what to do with quarterbacks. And so now we'll look at the, the final position there we have to look at. No, it's not kicker. We'll get to kicker at the end here, but it's tight end. So the tight end landscape has changed. It's not what we're used to here the past few seasons. There was a bit of a changing of the guard at tight end with Rob Gronkowski retiring and coming out and now in a committee. Zach Gertz kind of fading as well. So Travis Kelsey has elevated himself to super stud, but we had Darren Waller has emerged here as a big-time tight end that you can trust in the big three. George Kittle of the 49ers rounds that out, even with his injury durability issues. When he's on the field, George Kittle is an elite performer there with Kittle and Darren Waller. But the difference is you just don't wait and sit back and say, okay, Kelsey and Waller and Kittle are off the board. I can just keep waiting. I'll find that sleeper tight end that's going to be there. No, you have to pay attention to tight end in the middle rounds too because why? You can miss out on a stud that potentially could creep into the top three at that position. So this position, the cupboard has been restocked here pretty quickly. TJ Hawkinson, I'm going to be trying to get him in every draft here in the middle round. I love TJ Hawkinson overall. You look at the line situation, the wide receiver's a mess. Jared Goff is in there. Hawkinson and DeAndre Swift, we've talked about a lot. These guys are going to be red hot in this passing game. So Hawkinson is just a great round player. He's George Kittle's pedigree out of Iowa. Again, he's awesome. You have Kyle Pitts coming in the league. He's going to take it by storm for the Falcons. So he's another guy that can pump up there as a uh, top-tier, top-half uh, tight end one. Mark Andrews, he's not going in away anyway. Uh because you look at uh, the wide receivers there, Baltimore's still trying to figure it out with all those youngsters. But Mark Andrews and Lamar Jackson are thick. Kyle Pitts is going to be that for Matt Ryan, and Hawkinson is going to do that for Jared Goff. So consistently, you can keep looking. Uh, you can go and wait a little bit more in Dallas Goddard, no offense, Robert Tunyon around. Then you could wait a little bit more in Irv Smith, Coles, Komet, and Adam Trotman. Now, look, I do like those promising guys, but... 
Again, don't ignore, say, a Hawkinson, Pitts, or Andrews is a better value than reaching for a running back or wide receiver or forcing a quarterback into your lineup. Just go for it there. So you just can't ignore this position because you're going to miss some guys in the middle there. So it's fine if you want to add that sleeper as well, such as Irv Smith, Cole Komet, Troutman we talked about. But make sure that you're not sleeping at the position. It's not over when Kelsey Waller and Kidder Glow, and you just want to wait till like round 8 or 10 or something like that. Just be aware that there's going to be some good tight end values throughout the board. Be ready to jump on them. So it's not early or late strategy anymore. Early, middle, late. Keep tight ends in mind throughout your draft when they make the most sense for their value. And again, just like with quarterback, get the best return on investment from the average draft position slash ranking. All right, let's uh, round out our other pieces of advice here that we're looking at here. Know why you're taking a player. This is a basic rule here, but know who this player is. Know what he can do. What his role is on the team. What his talent level is. Look, you can't go blind here. Just can't throw darts and hope something sticks here in the later rounds. Just know what this player is, who he is, what he's capable of doing, how the team that he's on plans to use him if he has a shot to do something. But if you don't have any idea what he can do to help his real team, you have no idea what he can do to help your fantasy football team. Sounds simple, but something you have to keep in mind. Don't be a slave to the rankings. That means, look, you're going to have a cheat sheet, you're going to have ADPs, you're going to have studied things across positions, different formats, you'll print them out from different websites there to help you with experts and all that. And But no one ranking is going to be right. If there has been a perfect preseason fantasy football rankings cheat sheet ever created, I've yet to see it. There's going to be some deviation. There's some things some sites and insiders are going to get right. There's some things, including myself, are going to get wrong. So, look, just use as a guide. This is where these players might go. This is where the industry is thinking they will be going. But if you like someone more and you have done the research and you believe that you have the numbers to back it up, go in a different direction. So, look, no one likes to just go down the line and... Just draft the next guy that's supposed to go at that spot in the rankings or whoever the best available player is according to those rankings that hasn't been taken. No, do your own thing. You're the drafter in the end. Make those decisions and make those calls. If you got something in your gut and from your research, go with that instead of what is in front of you sometimes in the cheat sheet. Don't be influenced by other picks. Again, this is the same thing. Is don't be influenced by... People's rankings that you used as a general idea, as a checklist for who's been drafted, who's still available. Make sure that uh, you are paying attention to your own draft. Keep a little bit of tabs on other drafters in terms of what position they might take to pull away quarterbacks, who all has a quarterback in their draft, who all has a tight end. Kind of track that position so you know if you can wait a particular position, but don't let it influence your picks too much. Just do what you need to do to maximize your team. Look at your plan of attack. Look at where you're going, maybe off the board with your rankings coming up. Don't just follow someone's run. If they throw out a tight end, doesn't mean you have to draft a tight end or they want to start a defensive run in round seven. No, don't do that. You should be doing what you should do to win and not worry what other people are doing. They could have a totally whack strategy that you don't want to follow. You don't think they're doing it right. Or you don't want to fall into being influenced by other people in making your decisions. And that really goes with life as well. Make the decisions that are best for you in particular times. Don't get too caught up in bye weeks. This is something that I've started to ignore. It's not like that old uh, 
Seinfeld thing with Newman where he's talking about zip codes. Zip codes are meaningless. They're not totally meaningless. You want to keep them in mind. You don't want to draft two quarterbacks or two tight ends that have the same bye week. You look at Aaron Rodgers and Baker Mayfield. That's not a very good combination because they're both off in week 13 here. But if you wanted Aaron Jones and Kareem Hunt, that's your backfield, RB1, RB2. You can't complain about that. They're both off in week 13. You'll live with it if Jones and Hunt live up to their expectations, stay healthy, and produce at a high level. Now, the next thing is, look, if you have three wide receivers here, DK Metcalf, Terry McLaurin, Chris Godwin, if you have those three guys on your team, you're going to feel pretty good about it. Who cares if they're off in week nine? You'll adjust for that week. You'll be set up for the other weeks. Less things you have to rearrange there. So you have a pinch for one week on your roster, but you can handle that a little bit more versus having bye weeks scattered here where one guy's off this week and one guy's off the next week and you're always trying to find backups to elevate together at production and you don't have your full lineup in there for a lot of games. So that's the downside of it. So don't pay too much here. You want to have as much productive talent as possible and don't worry about the availability conflicts. They're going to rise, not just from bye weeks, but people getting injured. You can only control so much here. So go for as much talent as you can. And if you are dominant, for the rest of the season and you have one week that you're off, you'll take it every time. So, again, don't read in too much of buys except when you're looking uh, to have a quarterback fill in for one week or a tight end fill in for one week. That's the only thing you're looking at. And things change as well. You don't have to lock into who that player is as an alternative to your regular starter deep positions because we know things are in flux and you might have a different person there being the backup that you look at anyway in the end uh, when you have to call on that player off the bench. The next piece of advice, embrace the stream of defenses. Yes, stream defenses, it's just not just a clever strategy. It is the only strategy right now. Look, you could get lucky with the Rams team from 2020, or the Patriots in 2019, or the Bears in 2018, the Jaguars in 2017. So, look, these don't stay the same. The Patriots dropped off to more of a borderline defense special teams one last year. They were the first scorers. And we know there's going to be a Rams drop-off. They lost players. Their schedule's tougher. Play a lot better offensive teams overall in their schedule. Aaron Donald doesn't have the same type of belt. Jalen Ramsey doesn't have the same type of belt. And Brandon Staley's gone. So you're don't just follow what happened last year and say, oh, this defense is good. They're going to do it again. A lot of it is dependent on the schedule, who they face offensively and all that. So I like to play the matchups starting in week one. Get a defense, draft one that you feel pretty comfortable is going to have a big week one. Just look at the schedule and go from there. And look, Indianapolis could be rolling out a backup quarterback there. So you might feel really good about Seattle in week one and go in that direction here to start your kind of run at defense. And look, it's also not any reason to follow the rankings here because... The Browns and Chargers are way underrated, I think. The Browns a little bit higher rated because of J.D. Von Clowney buzz there, but the Chargers have Staley. They got Joey Bosa. They got Derwin James. They've got a lot of playmakers there that can make them effective. So, again, kind of like with quarterback, you're looking for that sleeper, that undervalued defense that could potentially turn into an every week play. You're not quite sure because things are very unpredictable defense. So, again, so if you get one of these teams, like the Rams, roll with them. That's fine. That's win-win. But otherwise, you want to treat the position as disposable and interchangeable. Don't get attached to one defense. Try to look ahead and make those moves here. So you're always in good position with a defense that you can trust. If your league uses one, go from there. 
Now, finally, our last piece of advice involves kickers. My first piece of advice with kickers would be get them out of your league. Uh, it's very refreshing when you don't have to worry about kickers. Some leagues like the kickers because they add a little bit of variable to it, but that's not that exciting. So, look, if your draft requires kickers, just wait till the last round. Please do it just out of principle. You can still get a high-value kicker and know that it never goes in the order. When you hear the 12 to 14 names taking a kicker and just people are throwing out names, it never works that way. You can cut this guy. You can change things really quickly. It's never going to end up in that top 12. You're always going to find someone. So the people that jump on kickers early, I never get it in kicker leagues. If you're going to play this format, kickers have to be the last position on your list. And really, what you're looking for a kicker, wait till the last round. Take someone that is going to get a lot of opportunities on a high-scoring offense. Someone accurate who's going to have a good percentage of makes and someone who has some range if you have a reward here for 40 and 50 yard field goals in your league. That's something that you can play to your advantage as well with the big league. So you look at kickers. If they're gone, they're gone. Good for you. If they're not gone, be smart about it. You can still get the high value. Don't totally ignore it because it's some part of your team that is going to affect whether you win or lose in some close games, but know that you can approach it in a different way, go in the last round, and still get someone who can help you deliver there. And again, keep in mind, again, accuracy and range are going to help you score most points for kickers there, and uh, don't read in too much in the red zone and stalling and all that, because things change from season to season, and other things can happen to change the course of offenses as well. So, then go with a reliable kicker that is going to get enough opportunities that will please you for scoring, but don't go overboard in trying to overanalyze the position and jump on the position well before you need to. All right, there's your look at our 2021 uh, draft guide here for you fantasy footballers and 12 and 14 team leagues, the snake draft of basically what we're doing. And a lot of this also applies to auction strategy as well, that, look, just keep these in mind in how you throw out players' names a little bit, offshoot of that but yeah this is specific to if you're in fantasy football season-long drafts of any length here and you do the traditional snake format there where you start with the top pick in one round and you'll have the bottom pick in the next round and uh, having the two middle picks there if you're picking last to start your draft all right so thanks so much for listening to this edition of lockdown fantasy football a lot more Fantasy football preseason advice coming your way here to help you dominate your draft. This is something we wanted to get out there. We have the updated rookie rankings. Check those out. We'll keep bringing you all the strategy tips and advice. We'll work toward my do not draft list and then my list of hot sleepers and help you navigate through the rankings there as well. So a lot of stuff coming here on Lockdown Fantasy Football. Just getting warmed up as we go five days a week, getting you ready for the fantasy football season. We'll also be five days a week with full analysis from week to week there, all the way through our 18 weeks of fantasy football here for 2021. So just getting warmed up, just getting excited, and I'm glad if you're listening here for the first time, we're going to bring you no-nonsense information analysis that you need to dominate your draft. Betting on the NFL also doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. For Locked on Fantasy Football, this is Vinny Iyer. Have a great day. See you next time.